0: Episode 19 of the Faith of a Breakfast Podcast. Andy, that was an interesting podcast we just did.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is uh, we're we're gonna start doing little little intros for you, so you know what you're getting yourself into. Um, it's a new thing, but yeah, it was interesting. We talked, you know, really about um, about my dad's death. We talked, we got into some interesting topics we didn't expect. We talked about buildings. We talked about fund fund counting. Counting. Um, what else? There was more in there. We talked uh, the about the conference, the village conference. Yeah, sermon notes, sermon notes. Yep. And so you know, if you could come from a lot of different places, and there's probably something for you in this uh, in this podcast. And that's kind of the idea. We sit down and we have breakfast and and we talk. And you're inviting, invited. Yeah. So. and I, I think you're
0: in for I wouldn't say a treat, but a really beginning where Andy talks about his dad and just the process that you go through when you lose someone close to you. Yeah. And I think it, it, was, it was touching, but it was
1: also very helpful for me. Man, good to hear. Well, thanks for joining us and enjoy our talk. Good morning, friends. This is uh, Faith Over Breakfast. My name is Andy Littleton, pastor of Mission Church in Tucson, Arizona. I'm here with my buddy Eric. Eric Seepin of the Village Church in Tucson, Arizona. We're at Exo Coffee, uh, which is kind of in the heart of Tucson and serves up a delicious breakfast sandwich and coffee. And it's good to be with you, Eric. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. Uh, have you noticed that Exo? Uh, Something changes every single week. Yeah, yeah. Something cooler. They get a stage. They extend there's a, a new bar. bar.
1: There's a speaker right next to the to the table we podcast. at. Yeah, there's they've
0: added a speaker that we had to turn down. Sorry, EXO. Yeah, we'll sorry. turn it back up. Sorry,
1: folks. Yeah, we yeah. know we have
0: a lot of EXO listeners.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe <laughs> Who not. listen. Maybe down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we already heard you. We don't need to. We don't need to go listen to this again. Right. Yeah, it's uh no, this place has been been changing. But they're they're doing cool stuff. They're are doing a lot of concerts here. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, like, a lot like of, just local guys? And a lot stuff? of local stuff. Um, oh, that's awesome. And and probably some, some touring musicians. I it's when I when I've seen the flyers I've often gone, Man, I'm not quite sure who that is, but this sounds like really interesting you know, interesting music and yeah, they've kinda created this little venue situation so people get to work. Back here, they call the back Southern Arizona workspace. But then, it's also kind of become a, a venue in the evenings, which is cool. They're doing a great job.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, I don't know if they're into selling this building because this would make like the perfect you know, church building. Right. The, the I know. Coffee shop slash church building slash workspace slash concert venue slash yeah. all around
1: community center in the middle of the city. Our church has rented has rented this back space for a uh, for a couple of get-togethers that's right yeah that's right it's yeah it's great yeah um i think i mean i don't know they've they've changed so much you know i don't know but i right. think they still it's still something you could rent out from time to time and and host stuff so anyway good yeah,
0: place it's beautiful and yeah. you can see the one picture of it on the
1: front of our facebook page
0: that's right so you can get a sense of how how yeah. cool it is
1: that's right um, so good yeah. job doug and amy the owners awesome folks good uh yeah. they care about tucson Care about the community. We appreciate their space here. It's great. It's good to be here. So, Andy. Yeah. Uh, we haven't podcasted in a while. No. Nope. Um, it's been a couple weeks, which I've, I've we know sick. you're not supposed to, yeah, you're not supposed to do that. I know we've lost listeners, but they'll come back. They love us. They'll come back. They Once we yeah. put something new on there. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Eric, you've been sick, man. You're still you still a little bit.
0: Uh sick. you know, it's it that, like that it. remnant sick stuff. I ended up with a double ear infection (laughs) after a massive cold on vacation in seattle so so i had to land the plane had to land and i had a head cold and all my eardrum hurt so bad but here i am i feel better it's just you know the crud that's left over from the sickness
1: oh man that's no good but
0: a cold is nothing you've had some major events in your life
1: yeah we you know we podcasted about my dad a while back yeah and, and you know, it would said he'd been diagnosed with cancer. And anyway, there was, there was some hopes that there was going to be able to be treatment. But he ended up, um, his, uh, the wound from his surgery where they discovered the cancer took longer to heal than expected. Mm. Um, and then he ended up back in the hospital with pneumonia. Oh, my gosh. And in the process oh. of that, they, they determined that they weren't going to be able to, his, the cancer was already um, progressing more as we were waiting. Um, wow. Um, I mean, basically it was closing up his intestine, um, and yeah, and so they, it was happening again and they just realized we're not going to be able to, um, we're not going to be able to get him to any kind of chemotherapy situation because we're going to have to keep doing surgeries and his body can't handle it. So they transitioned him to hospice and they were talking about maybe a one to two month Period of home hospice, um, which was going to be really difficult. These these cancers, um, GI cancers, are are hard, really hard to face. I mean, I'd, a pastor friend of mine had described his father's experience, and we were we were geared up for for it, and it's not good. Um, and my dad was really starting to suffer, and actually, um, I prayed my mom. Even like my wife, Michaela, we were we had all prayed in our own space and time that that God would have mercy on him and that he wouldn't suffer mm-hmm. so much. And uh, the the night before he was going to come home for home hospice, um, we we think he might have had a stroke. Um, and I'd spent spent really good time with him. Michaela had been by my parent, my mom, and my aunt had spent time together with him earlier in the day and um, yeah, about an hour after I left he sat back down in bed and, and just died um, probably of a stroke. Wow. Um, this was last week.
0: Yeah. Well I think this is the second time you told me this story in the last hour and I, and I get teary every time you tell it. I mean I would say I'm I'm sorry that you know your dad passed but at the same time it sounds like where he's at. Was a good thing.
1: Yeah, no, it was. He, I had asked him a couple of days before. I'd said, "Dad, are you praying anything?" And he kind of, kind of said, "Well, what, what can you pray?" And then he just kind of looked looked at me and he said, "Come, Lord Jesus." Mm. Um, I knew what he meant. Um, you know, he was. He knew. He's like, I'm. I'm gonna die. It's just a matter of time. Hmm. And, uh, I think he, nobody wants to suffer. Um, but especially not my dad. Yeah. If if you knew him, it was, he was, he didn't want to be in a hospital. He, he didn't want any of that. He loved to be out on a, on a walk, you know, and he couldn't even, couldn't really get out of the bed. Getting to the bathroom was hard and, Hmm. he was ready. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was it was mercy, um, but it was, yeah, it was it was just sad. the The six weeks leading up were have been harder, and those were really really hard to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm glad we we got the time. Yeah, yeah. And
0: how is how is your uh, how's your daughter taking on this?
1: Yeah, she's my daughter's ten. Um, she. She was. She's very sad, but she kind of goes in and out of that experience. I think I've, I've noticed that with other kids yeah. who've faced a loss. It's like they kind of can click back into just like playing with their friends, and then they'll be when you really start to talk about it or think about it. You know, she was. She was really close to my dad. Yeah, it was, it was. sweet. So hmm. she's she's definitely missing him and yeah. sad, but at the same time. She's 10. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So how do you, how do you end up talking about death with her? Like, is that, have you begun to think that process out? Uh,
1: we kind of went for it about, um, I mean, six weeks ago. I mean, when my dad went in for the surgery and the surgeon came back and he said, bad news. There's cancer everywhere. He's probably had it for years. And we said, so, I think only my mom was there for that moment but she said how long and he said I don't know days, months okay. and so that that night um, my daughter had come to the hospital but it didn't quite sink in for her and so that night we sat down at home before bedtime and I just said to her Papa's gonna die we don't know when but he, he's going he's gonna die and we all, that's where we just, whole family, we just wept for a while. And um, and she said, she said, oh, I knew he was sick, but, you know, I didn't know. And and so we had begun to, like, engage with that. And I, you know, I talked with her and my dad. I mean, we, it was interesting. I mean, we talked openly in front of my dad about, like, yeah. you know. I mean, I would ask, I said, when you die, what do you want? Is there something you want me to know, or is there yeah. some things you want me to do? And, hmm. and so we've been talking openly with her, with him, yeah. the whole way. Yeah. yeah, it seems to me
0: that in death, my experience in being a pastor in families is it does one of two things: like well, you either do what you guys did, was step into an honesty that maybe hasn't existed, right, or as you know, clearly. Or you right. all shut down and nobody talks about. And
1: you just don't acknowledge it. And you don't yeah. acknowledge it.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's really not an in between at all. Yeah. In that process. Yeah. No. I've I've also seen
1: seen both. Yeah. So I I mean I feel like we've talked really specifically. I mean we that that night we um, kind of went into the into the book of Isaiah and I'm so bad with scripture references but there's at the, least you
0: know the book of Isaiah
1: like, I, you know, know it's in the book of Isaiah I know that you might have to but, read all of Isaiah to get to that, to that point but. But, but it's there <laughs> um, but there's that there's that passage that just says no longer will an old man um, not fulfill his years and we read we read that and then there's the same in that passage is a portion about um, no longer will a, a child die in infancy, and some of our close friends mm. you know, lost lost children um, yeah. just before they were born. And I mean, they were they lost them at birth. And um, so we we talked about that and just kind of cried and named the people we could think of you know friends, uh, a mm. friend at church, the people who died when they you know it seemed too soon and and just you know thought about how God's promised that that will no longer be um, one day and
0: mm.
1: you know and I told I told my daughter and I and I talked with my dad about this my dad didn't have a close relationship with his father and, you know the thing that's just hit me the most is thinking he's never known what it's like to be loved by a father right um, and so, you know, God's promise is that we'll see him face-to-face yeah. and be known. And that thought of my dad getting to experience that is beautiful. Um, it's pretty powerful. hmm And so we talked about that, of how we will miss him, but that would be better. Um, and that's something he's he's longed for his whole life. So, yeah, that's how we've engaged with it, partly. And it's been a real mess. And we've not engaged well with a lot of things.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, everything's stripped down. Yeah. Yeah. Death does that to us. Yeah. It it just disarms
1: us and dismantles us. Yeah. 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 But um, our church has been... Awesome, um, yeah! I couldn't be more grateful. It's we were kind of saying earlier, like I don't even know what to do with all the love and offers for of help and support. Right. I, it's I, I really do feel like I could walk walk into our church and walk up to anybody and they'd be there for us, and that's amazing. Uh, so yeah, I'm really grateful. That's
0: beautiful. Yeah, that's a really cool gift. Yeah, yeah absolutely so weighty stuff my friend Mm -hmm. weighty stuff a lot to sit in Mm -hmm. um yeah you were saying that like right now you just kind of you've gone into gotta get the the basics figured out and everything done yeah and and that's something that's hard for you but you were saying that probably next year earlier and you're just gonna take some time to kind of work through some of this
1: and yeah yeah I've been uh I'd started writing about my dad I was sharing with you and um and I kind of figured that would be a really slow process because I knew he would be embarrassed to maybe have some like stuff written about him right and so I thought you know someday if, if if he passes I'll maybe I'll share some of this and you know that came sooner than expected yeah so I I was gonna take some some time off anyway next year, so I think i My plan is to kind of work through writing more about him, his, what I've learned from him, um, just my you know reflections on being his son, and it's been a different experience. Um, and uh, yeah, that's something I, I want to do next year, probably early, and, and I'm looking forward to that you need to reflect and just think through my relationship with him through that so and I'll probably I'll probably share some of that um, just,
0: yeah yeah it'll be cool Somebody to hear sharing. some of that in future podcasts and different things that you're doing
1: yeah
0: yeah In the many different venues
1: of Andy <laughs> many different venues of Andy certainly. but yeah we're no there's a lot to figure out this is you know my mom is is, uh, is here with us and down the street and there's a lot of things to figure out with her and yeah. what's gonna what's gonna happen and how do we handle this and and then there's uh, just all the, the stuff you know or, I mean we last year last year last week it was we have to figure out where he's gonna be buried and right. we're gonna handle that and then there's gonna be his stuff and then there's yeah finances and social security.
0: Yeah, I, I've, my experience has been that it's it's a good 6 months process to mm-hmm. get it all organized and set. And Once uh, somebody passes on, it's not an easy just one, two, three, a few weeks later, we all go back to life. And, right. You know, it's,
1: it's a lot to, to yeah. figure out. And yeah. Get straight. Yeah, that's what your parents were dealing with in a state. They were. They were, and we've had a couple deaths at the village. So, yeah,
0: it's yeah.
1: kind of can you imagine what it's like? I mean, we'll get there someday. We hope that you know we're but where you're having deaths in your church regularly, right? I think for both of our churches, we've had some.
0: Right, but they've been at least on my end. They haven't been an older people.
1: Really? Yeah. yeah. So they've all yeah. been
0: people who died way too early.
1: Yeah. Same. Uh, same with us. Actually. Yeah. The only older, I did. I did a grandfather's funeral a family but it wasn't someone we knew well. Yeah. Yeah, same with us.
0: I don't like doing funerals.
1: No, I don't either. It's funny, um so I I remember I remember one pastor, it's probably one we know, who was talking about just loving like doing weddings and funerals, mm-hmm. would love to do those all the time. I did not get into being a pastor to do weddings and funerals. I don't I don't mind doing I'll, I'm I'm very happy to serve folks doing their wedding or funeral, but it but that wasn't what for me what it was. How about oh gosh, you, Gosh, No, I <laughs> I do
0: not like weddings and I do not like funerals. <laughs> I like doing them for the people I love, right? But it's not why I'm a pastor. Uh-uh.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I sometimes I get the sense that some some guys would like if they could just do that get that gig over and over all the time they would do it I just that's not not me like yeah it's a it's a it's a way of serving and being with with folks and yeah I'm all in but but yeah it's not just like yeah I love it yeah yeah
0: yeah there's a lot a lot on the line in weddings oh right and yeah, funerals no, there's no pressure, a lot right? of grief and complexity yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, and, rela- and family All the family gets together And oh my goodness
1: And yeah There's <laughs> There's a lot going A out. lot you should get right Right Yeah There's a lot of that Pressure there It seems But yeah So, so you've, you've though Had The village conference That we've talked about So yeah. much on here Happened It did happen
0: Yeah and, and you even attended A little bit of it A little bit
1: Man I feel like I should just say Right now That I wanted to attend more And I did not, did as not. you know. But I, I was there and, and for some... And we'll work some. through those issues later. Yeah. <laughs> can, can we get a counselor? Is there a counselor out here that we could help like Eric help and our, I? Yeah. yeah. No, it was... Uh... Anyway, it, the timing was not good. Um, but but I, I wished I was there for more.
0: It was... Uh, it was really, really good. And... I think in the end, we, were, we concluded it had the right number of people at it to do what it needed to do, and I think the people who did come to the conference, they came thinking, okay, like, let's see what this is. Yeah. And by the end of the conference, multiple people were coming up and saying, oh, I have a long list of people hmm. that uh, I want to bring to the next one.
1: Hmm. So there's a the next one?
0: Well, right now, tentatively, without really uh, talking to the Holy Spirit or talking to God at all, Mm -hmm. sometime in 2019, we might put one on. Okay. Um, But, yeah, even one lady called her husband five minutes into the conference and said, you are going to be, you you should have been here. Really? Wow. Um, So, I I think it it went well in, in that the conference like how it was laid out, it um, just it helped people get to the places they needed yeah. to get to, and I think it was pretty transformative and gave people an idea of how they can step into their communities. Yeah, without having a bunch of programs and kind of be the one person. Yeah, to see, you know, what God can do in their community. So, I don't know. Yeah, um, I think for our community because our the village was in and out the village.
1: I mean, at least the day I was there, the most of the day I was there, I was like, "Yeah, the village showed up. Like your church was very present."
0: Yeah, they were. They were, and then they would come, and different sets would come each day. And then Saturday, a ton of people showed up, and you know, and so we got a huge response from our community of just how good it was. And in particular, we did a huge creativity thing on uh, Saturday, and that was just super powerful. Yeah. like I was so impressed in what our church put together and how they involved people in, in being creative and in the arts and writing and you know visual art and in music and it was just like I think a lot of healing happened and a lot sure. of like oh, this, is, this needs to be an essential part of my life so mm-hmm. that was really cool yeah, I mean, I think it was the drain. I've never had to do four talks in oh. three days, so that was yeah. That's and I do everything without notes. Oh right. So right. That's four talks all in Don't my you, head. Don't you like practice? I do practice yeah. them, but I got to practice four and yeah. have them all that's, in my head, that's and a hard I task. have them. Yeah. I did use some you know PowerPoint techniques to kind of keep me moving along. But yeah.
1: Is the not using notes, um, is is that partly, like, strategic how you work, or is it, like, something you decided, I shouldn't have notes? Like, it's just, it'd be better if, to speak without them, like, well, for other people. there were
0: two instances. When I was in college, I was in a, a I always, you know, you do a lot of talks or whatever, presentations yeah. in college. And I ended up doing a presentation in my women's studies class, because, uh-huh. you know, the secret is, is that most of my colleges in women's studies and diversity and social psychology and all that so you're the one that knows about women yes i know all about women man this and is information we need to know <laughs> <laughs> but uh i did a talk where i didn't have my notes uh-huh. and i got such like people stopped me in the parking lot I'm like oh, that's one of the best talks i've ever heard huh. so i did that and then one time when we first were planning the village i forgot my notes oh. And yeah. I did this sermon from memory, and everybody, I mean, a large amount of people came up and said, don't ever use your notes again. Wow. And so from then on, I just started rehearsing my messages and um, yeah. practicing. And it helps with the dynamics, and, you know, it lets you have
1: a little more ad-lib space, yeah. too. So, Which does seem helpful. I've changed my notes in the past month. I, they've been. They become significantly less, right. and uh, that's that's been interesting. But good. Yeah, that ad lib space. It kind of kind of worries me. Like, what am I going to do with that? Right. Seems like it's been good. Because yeah. my voice comes out
0: more. I think. But here here's an example of what happens to you when you do that. Just for an inside. <laughs> this last week. I was sick most of the week. Yeah. I'm supposed to preach. So I put together a sermon on Jesus feeding the 4,000 in Mark chapter 8 in three hours. Yeah. That means all the practice, prep, set of it. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. But the reality is if I had my regular amount of time, I would have been able to work games together and connect things. I didn't have time. Yeah. So in the text, it says that Jesus is moved by compassion. Yeah. And so I'm going through this whole context of the sermon, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to come back to this word compassion, and we're going to work it out. Yeah. I get to it, have no notes. I, I have three points of compassion and how they're played out. I forget. Oh yeah. The second two, so I have one. Oh yeah. So I have. So I cut it out and say in my mind and I say out loud I have two points of compassion, Ooh. and I have to make the other one up. Oh man. And it, in yeah. my head, it's not that good. Right. And I talked to my wife. She's like, oh, yeah, I actually came up with three points for what you
1: said, and they were these. And I'm like, oh, I didn't say that." is <laughs> <But laughs> Isn't it great when people hear things that you, didn't, that you didn't say that are really good? Right, but if you... And then they hear things you didn't say that are really bad.
0: Yes, they do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, that's what happens when you know those notes to go back
0: to, and you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, those are my points.
1: Well, and I, I've got this brain that just don't I forget stuff very fast yes and so I the other day two weeks ago we give out trophies to people in the church and for when when they do something awesome and um so I'm in the back I'm going to walk up and do announcements this takes a grand total of one minute to do okay? right and I'm in the back and I'm like I'm thinking okay I'm going to give I'm going to grab the trophy and and then right after the announcements I'll grab it and I'm gonna announce we're giving it to this person. I walk up, do the one minute announcements, go sit down, I'm done. I forgot. One minute later. Yeah. You know, this key <laughs> thing, like my wife had even been like, Hey, you know, the person's here, they're ready, good, everything good, yeah. Totally forgot. So I feel yep. like if I don't have a little something up there for me, that, that could right. be really and, bad. And,
0: and it's not that I
1: don't always have something, but I just didn't I thought I had
0: those punks so down in my head. Oh yeah. I didn't but hey like we do a birthday like so we sing happy birthday to anybody who will bring dessert yeah and so a lot of times we'll get this line of people people I have known for years yeah who I love I've been in their houses I know their kids we're all lined up and I have finally just had to tell people say your name and your age because I'm up there and I'm like
1: uh oh I forgot I know yeah. this
0: person's name like I yeah. love they're like one of my good friends yeah. I don't know their name
1: yeah that happens to me too it's <laughs> really like, frustrating <laughs> Yes. so then new people come and it's like what chance do I have of remembering this person I can't remember my friends names yes yeah and or if you name your kids moment.
0: like all with the same letter and then you're new and you come to my church yeah like I'm gonna take six months to learn yeah. their names because yeah, can at yeah, least yeah at least name people with different letters at the beginning of their name
1: yeah yeah oh, man. <laughs> yeah I'm sure that the same letter helps other people remember probably not people like us right yeah oh man Yeah, and then the other thing with me, with no notes, one time uh, early on in our church plant, we were used to about, I don't know, 15, 20 people showing up, and one week it was five. And I just was, I was thinking, I had this whole sermon worked out, and I'm going to stand up front, and I thought, this just feels ridiculous. I can't do this. So I told him, look, come, let's just sit in a circle, I'll tell you about what I learned this week. So now I'm, ditching my notes and I'm just going to tell them about it well I went on for well over an hour I think I mean I don't, I don't remember anything so I don't know how long it was but I went on for a long time about what I learned so then I decided notes for me are, are keeping little... me like restraining <laughs> my long windedness right oh man yeah
0: well and I would say with no notes has changed my not necessarily changed like my exegetical process but I've had to learn,
1: you know. Uh, I've simplified a lot because yeah. of no notes. And
0: oh, there's that speaker.
1: I guess you can turn it up from down below. I don't know what to do with it. All right, look, look, hey, uh, hey, hey! This is live. This, this, is, this is live. live podcast. <laughs> Sometimes they they crank up the speaker on you. <laughs> oh, is it going down? eric is sneaking up on the speaker this is this is live and it's crazy he's turning it down unbelievable unbelievable man it's gonna this is gonna be a battle It's gonna be a battle of the speaker volume it's gonna go up down up down up down <laughs> no it's, it's okay, okay. <laughs> it's okay like that that's good yeah <laughs> hey that was cool hey
0: um so we're just gonna talk a little louder, and gonna you're gonna talk. have background music.
1: Yeah, a little background music.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we don't edit these podcasts, so you're Here. gonna get this. Is what it is. So yeah. Where were we? What we were talking about? Sermons. Sermon notes. notes. Yeah, it's, I think it's time
1: to move on from that, anyway. So yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. Anyway, that's that's interesting stuff. I I've thought about it a lot. Anyway. Oh, uh, there was a a lunch I went to recently where the guy suggested you have three. In your mind, have three 10-minute sermons and something very memorable in each one and put them together into about a 30-minute sermon, and then people will remember what you say. Yeah. That's kind of what I've been trying to do.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I used to go with, like, you know, so Mark Driscoll, used to, his whole structure was that he would study, 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 uh-huh. and go up on stage with about 30% of his, you know, what he was going right. to say and the other like so I used to try that
1: yeah
0: now I try to end up the mode of like is the text asking me for something more like what you're talking about or is it asking me for a stronger structure like like if I'm gonna talk I really want to talk about holiness I'm not gonna give you a three point sermon on holiness right unless I'm speaking to a group of people really new to their faith and I just want to give them an intro to holiness um but I want to give people a more, like, comprehensive understanding of holiness. So yeah. that's not going to have three ten-minute sermons. No, it's kind of that's true. But I do find that people tend to hold on to more often if you can get that one or two things and then just keep banging it. Yeah. And then next week, say, oh, hey, we're oh. banging that. And yeah. And how is that applying, you know? Revisit it yeah. does... a little bit. Yeah, I think people are, I mean, I am, like, I, can... I can't. I started thinking, like, 52 sermons. Yeah. You hear 52 sermons, plus you probably listen to podcasts. Like, how do you Good apply chance. and integrate all that information no, into no your way. life?
1: You know. I don't. I don't hear yeah. it. Yeah, I'm, I think about that all the time. Like, of, of all the sermons I've heard in my life, which are many, because I've listened to a lot, you know, been I've been a regular churchgoer my whole life. I remember little snippets here and there of a few. Um, but then there's something about regularly hearing certain things that ing- has ingrained them in me, though I don't remember the specific words or points yeah. that they still taught me about grace. Yes. And, and you know, reinforce them, even if I couldn't recall a bit of it. So I think that's sort of how, I mean, just like a school. How much do you remember from school? But, but then again you do it right. shaped you you it, have this knowledge base Well, and you're forced to
0: practice it i think that yeah like a lot of times if we're not doing that and if people aren't practicing what we're speaking about and we're not practicing you don't remember right
1: yeah that's true yeah yeah absolutely yeah so, i don't i don't always keep the same structure every once in a while i if if the text demands it, it right. do
0: something different. Yeah, and it's funny because you're speaking through Ephesians right now, right. and Ephesians like it. It is a sermon in a lot of ways. Do, it's yeah. a huge oh, yeah. long sermon. It's one thought. So you're taking it apart and yeah. doing an epistle is fun. Yeah, like but then if you move from an epistle to like going to Exodus, yeah, very
1: different,
0: way different. Or you're yeah. walking through the narratives of the gospel. You have to like yeah, yeah, your approach has changed based on the yeah. literary. But it's jarring sometimes because oh, when you yeah. get into Paul, you're like, "This is great! Like yeah. he's laying it out. This is." Yeah. And then you get Jesus, you're like, "Okay, wait.
1: Yeah. What are we he's doing? All, he's all over the place. <laughs> what yeah. is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. Yeah, we did Matthew before before this, and yeah, very different. And then I did this little portion of Ezekiel, and even for myself as as a pastor, that was very hard to break over into that. Mm. Really difficult. Because it was just such a different, um, yeah, different literary genre, a very, you know, just different line of thought, different way of doing things, and yeah. and I could feel how different it was to try to express it to our church. Yeah. We're gonna do all Old Testament next year.
0: We're doing Daniel. Daniel, huh? yeah. yeah. But I decided I, I did look through the book a bit, looked through a bunch of other people's kind of approaches to it, yeah, and I was like we're just going 12 weeks yeah we're 12 not weeks of Daniel we're not gonna try to do this long term
1: yeah you're gonna unpack all sorts of uh into the age you
0: know. the nice thing well I've noticed that a few this is funny yeah. I noticed a few reform pastors they just skip uh they just don't like, talk about it you know I think
1: with seven to eleven <laughs> or something
0: just like all of a sudden they're just gone like what yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's, well, that stuff's hard, because I mean, chances are there's somebody in your church that's like real big on that portion in one direction, and somebody in your church is real big on it in another direction, right. usually. That's why I go with Jesus. Yeah. If you can say that it's all about Jesus, then we can kind of play with the other
0: stuff yeah. a little easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so the building, let's just shift gears, uh-huh. and we'll probably talk about the building on the podcast a lot, sure, because sure. it's a big part of who you are. It's a thing. Right now. Um, I see, because I'm now on the mission church, you know, announcements, Oh, uh, I get, like, all of the, what you're doing. So you, you're Whoa. doing these these things, like doing you're doing an art thing, art thing, you're doing some potlucks. Pot thing.
1: Wait.
0: wait. <laughs> pot thing. <laughs> so you're doing a lot. Where yeah. are you, like financially? Like, what? How much money do you guys earn? How much money do you need? What's the deal?
1: Yeah. So the the um, building that we're we're trying to buy popped up down the street from us. Um, actually, we kind of stumbled on it, and so it's been a little unorthodox. It's not your typical. It's not listed. Um, we're just talking to the owners, and they're willing to sell, which is great. Um, and so mm. we we were thinking we needed at least a hundred thousand to be able to to get to secure a loan uh for it and then if we got 275 we could buy it in cash okay um which is incredible that's like buying a house and so that's for our little church that's that's about right yeah that's that's, amazing yeah really i'll just go to my bank account and get that for you and be done done please you heard it here folks hold him accountable um but i'll be doing some potlucks yeah (laughs) big sales so um yeah, our our approach has been, you know, asking the church to, um, you know, up their monthly giving a little bit just to because there's going to be costs involved in this stuff, and then to give designated gifts toward the toward the payment, the down payment, or the payoff, whichever sure. one we could do, and then um, yeah, we're doing a holiday market, um, and that's going to be on the what is it the ninth? I want to say I better get this right. Hold on, let me look at the calendar. Let me look at the calendar here. I don't want to mess this up. Bad memory guy It's going to make a mess. Um, yeah, the 9th, December 9th, 2 to 7 p.m. is a holiday market um, at our church. Or I think we're going, I think it's 3, no, 3 to 8 officially, 3 to 8. I'm showing up at 2. You're welcome to come at 2 and help set up if you want. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, this is, this is kind of, you know, the folks in our church are making stuff and um, you know it's we're saying come buy your Christmas presents from us um, and help us buy this building so everything we sell is going 100% also other vendors can come um, we're not requiring they give 100% but we're asking they be generous with, their, with what they make to, to help us out so people of the village anybody that would love to help with that be awesome so there's no cost um, to, to sell anything so we're, we're trying to promote this out in the church community so December 9th. Where's the location again? At at our current facility, okay. 115 North Tucson Boulevard. That's cool. So, yeah, 3 to 8 p.m., December 9th. Going to be cookies, hot cocoa stuff, good stuff, um, to buy for Christmas and to help us buy this place. And then we're doing, um, we're doing a dinner um, on the 11th. Uh, that's kind of aimed at, at folks who you know might be potential donors. So people at our church are sponsoring chairs or tables and inviting folks to come and see the building um, before the dinner at a, about think, 6 o'clock. And then the dinner will be at our current location, too. And we're going to talk about this space, why we think it's a good idea, let you meet a couple of folks from our church and let them tell you about our church. And uh, a couple of surprises, a little... Uh, yeah a little fun so you know,
0: interpretive dance by you in um, you know it's possible. It, I mean, if, possible if that were promoted I'd be there
1: oh yeah uh, well uh, we, uh, yeah, we gotta keep some of this stuff a mystery Okay. so that's that's December 11th so um, you know look out you're about to get invited to that people out there that know us but um, but yeah we're doing those things and then you know we're just also just encouraging people to talk to their family friends. So, currently, um, our our total raised, including our church, has had some money kind of set aside, um, which is not not a lot, but some. But when we put together what has been given so far with what our church had already determined, our leaders had determined we could put in, we're at ninety two thousand. Wow! Yeah, yeah. That's as of Sunday, anyway. So that's intense. Yeah, it's amazing. So we're we're thrilled. We're feeling. So now we're like, we're like, let's go for the whole amount. Yeah, you know? no let's, kidding. Let's just pay this thing off, and then and then um, put our resources toward the mission of our church instead of real estate. Yeah, to buy this thing. Yeah. So that's how we're that's how we're doing on that. It's exciting. Cool. So yeah, and I, I'm excited to be able to put out there to other potential supporters that you know our people of our church have been really like investing in this. You know that they've. They've made the move to do that. And I that's think that's awesome. inc- that'd be encouraging to me as a potential supporter. So, yeah, we're excited. That's really cool.
0: Yeah,
1: and you guys. So, you you went through this process. What did you do? <laughs> well, this how many years ago is this now? Ten. Uh, ten. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So our process, I think
0: probably our church. I mean, I don't know where all that money came from, but our church uh, was really poor. Yeah, its congregants were really poor. And so when we started approaching that... Um,
1: we're not wealthy.
0: I should throw that out there. No. <laughs> I'm not saying you are but, at all. Yeah. But when we, after a year of fundraising and doing all those things, we yeah. raised $75,000. Yeah. Um, and people were, were all in. Though. And they people were, were all yeah. in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was a lot of work. Yeah, I mean, and and a lot of parents and a lot of relatives of of people in our community would send checks for fifty dollars. Yeah, you know, hundred dollars,
1: which is beautiful, though. No, it is. That's you love to see that. Um, you know,
0: our church has never, until two years ago, wasn't financially, internally financially stable. It didn't support itself. We've always had to raise money. Um. And so, yeah, that's, that's been just a shift now. But somebody gave us three hundred thousand dollars out of the blue. Yeah. So that was a big part of Which our our thing. I mean, right now though, we're also attempting to pay off our building. That's right. You've but got all this crazy it a, furniture for sale. Differently, and here's going to be the silly thing: is that yeah. we have a storefront right now. Do you, So you have one? Mm-hmm. Where's it at? I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> and this is good because that's this is amazing. This is the first time where a huge project has happened in our community where I am completely clueless. People ask me things, and I'm like, I don't even know know where this is. Now, some of that has to do with I was on vacation, and I was sick, and I told the people involved, I do not want to know anything. Wow. And they've done a good job. And from what I hear is that we're going to raise a good chunk of money. Sweet. The last person who was there at the storefront said they uh, made $1,000. We're averaging around $1,000 a day. Wow which Sweet. I think. Is
1: so you're selling around. hotel furniture H- out of a uh, Hilton, right? Out of
0: the Hilton. Yes. <laughs> and we keep it's getting cool. more and more. So, yeah. Um, and it's word of mouth. People have just started showing up. That's cool. And buying stuff.
1: So, yeah, we've had, we've had different types of, I mean, we've had people giving money, but we've also had, um, you know we've i think somebody's given us a car that we're going to sell oh, and stuff cool. like that i sold a car yesterday but it was actually uh, that was donated to the church but it was for our deacons fund okay um but, but so there's all kinds of you know creative methods going on here for us yeah that'd be an
0: interesting I mean, we're just all over the map but yeah. <laughs> you, it sounds like you guys have a lot of funds So there's a lot of different kinds of funds in your church.
1: Well, we don't by deacons fund. There's there's a little bit allotted to, like, helping people. Right. And so the deacons are usually going to make the call on that. Okay. Um, But this actually, like, one of our big needs at our church is rides. So we've got several folks who get rides to church. Mm -hmm. And then we pick up guys downtown from Library Park. Right. And there's a a select group that they attend our church very regularly, and we give them rides. And we've begun to explore kind of the insurance liability that could fall on an individual or the church and how that could work. And so right now it's just individuals picking people up. Right. And we, so our our deacons who've been, they've been amazing, by the way. I just want to throw out like having a good, solid group of folks just there to like serve and carry the. Carry the burden of serving, really, and um, you know, serving us as as pastors in that has been sweet. And they've they've determined, which I think is really wise, that we need to have a, a church auto insurance policy and a vehicle that is on that policy that these rides are given with, so that we can cover our folks who who give rides in case something happens. Wow! So they are you know, simultaneously they're kinda holding off on it, I think, with the building stuff going on. But right. they're trying to buy a minivan or maybe two minivans okay. um, for this. And so this um, this car I sold actually last night, that pro- those proceeds will go toward that. Okay. One of those vans. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So I don't know that we have that many like So you're funds. not you're you're
0: counting people aren't doing fund accounting at, at no. that level.
1: No, no, no. Like
0: yeah. they're not coming along and saying Oh, yeah, well, we could have bought that car, but we're, like, $70 short in that fund, so it, we either no. rob the general fund or we, you know... No. Just, it's just all the general fund, but there are designated intentions and things like
1: that. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes we one, one category is going to get it all this month and another one next month, and I think but, that's possible. But we, we're still... We, we follow and try to stay right. close, and we'll budget accordingly next yeah. year and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, one, one of the interesting things that we discovered... When we started doing this kind of thing, I know we're going off on crazy things, but it's interesting church stuff to me. It is, which is when when one of the people in our church that her husband died, and we said we want to create a, can- a fund for her yeah. to help her out. Yeah. Well, you can't. Hmm. It's illegal as yeah. a church to put together a fund for, a for an individual. Right. Yeah, yeah, which is fascinating to me. So you have to. So we had to put together a cancer relief fund. Yeah. Which anyone could apply to. Right. Um, she's the primary person who applies but anyone can in our church who is affected by cancer so it's a
1: interesting just the the way that the government requires you to do stuff just a little side note yeah I remember you telling me that because we we faced a similar situation and we did we did ask people to give to cancer care instead of and individual just to just to be careful with that right yeah, right. Because it
0: becomes, uh, I guess, money laundering. Oh, right. Because if I'm like, oh, I'm going to start the Andy Littleton fund, mm. and then I'll have to pay you. Oh, we can just launder money to you.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I get that. That makes sense, so. huh? <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm glad for laws. So, anyway, of the time. <laughs> that's <like> crazy sight. <laughs> <psych. laughs>
0: this is the problem with me. Is like uh, these little things make me excited.
1: And yeah. <laughs> probably not very interesting. But <laughs> hey, who knows? You know, uh, folks in Japan uh, might be trying to figure out uh, yeah, U.S. church uh, law. U.S. church law. Well,
0: speaking of like just our podcast and us being gone, like a couple of subjects have really like struck at people's hearts enough for we actually have gotten responses, yeah. which I think is cool because right. that means people are listening, but you were saying because of the climate,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you've had people ask you hey can you go deeper into the sexual harassment yeah can you talk more about that yep and i've had people in my church say hey like the women in ministry podcast brought up a ton of questions for me that i would love you to address yeah so i guess like what we're wanting to say is
1: we're gonna do that in a
0: couple podcasts
1: yeah 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 absolutely um so we're yeah, I don't know if, which one will be next. We'll we'll figure that out, it's, or there may be something that comes up. But we're we're going to do those. We're going to come back to those. Yeah, really soon, and and try to work that out a little bit, a little bit more. Actually, I've got a, um, I've promised a couple people I'm going to read a book, a certain book on women in ministry. So I should do that. Do you know what book it is? Uh, this one's called Women in the Church, and it's been, I I know, a lot of a lot of folks are. A reading, it. Um, cool. and so it seems to be one that's become pretty influential. So I plan to read that. Cool. Well, I have one too that I can send you, but I won't. Do you don't it want to air. talk about it? No, I actually uh, have to go look it up because huh? no. It's,
0: no, it's not controversial. I'm just kidding.
1: But it's it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So. so maybe we should maybe we should do a little extra reading on that. and yeah. Come back with a little more. Uh, I don't know.
0: Yeah, and and I will have the the people who are wanting to ask questions kind of write them down for us and send them yeah. to me so that we can kind of have something to think through
1: before we. That works. Sounds good. Yeah. Except I'll, that that go we got to be careful though. Yes. That this podcast doesn't become a, a, a scholarly uh, you know debate of some kind. Right,
0: and and I think mostly hopefully it'll just be you and me talking about life. Yeah, that's with just a little bit more.
1: Just a little bit a little more uh, pre meditation right. happened.
0: But I, I I have to confess I felt really awkward about the women in ministry one and when I listened to it I was like, oh, that was actually really good. We yeah. did a we, we did a good job.
1: Yeah, it was, it was I mean, I think really that's a honest talk. Yeah, and I think that's that's good like that's what often doesn't happen i mean i don't know when i listen to sometimes i listen to things and i think they know exactly what's going to be said right now and they've thought it through and they they know the angle they're going to come at it and they're going to make it sound good no matter what side they're coming from on this and some what i like about just an honest unscripted conversation is is you don't you don't get that you get this is too this is what it's like for two people to talk and i think that's what we're losing right um especially when you disagree yeah um, like I don't think we know how to do that anymore so
0: well I hope that as people listen to us talk that they'll be able to hear us change while we talk right like that we have impact on each other. yeah I think that's that's what I'm hoping people will see is that as you talk with people who have same ideas and different, yeah. there's a transformation that can happen if you're open to what's possible.
1: Which is why you aren't supposed to just cut people off, shut them down and move to the other side of town right Right. <laughs> Well, on that. Note, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, thanks again to the folks at EXO for letting us be up here and letting us turn your speaker down multiple times. Thank you, Eric, for your stealthiness in uh, in turning down that speaker. <laughs> but no, thanks, Eric, Village Church for lending him over to us, and uh, and thanks to my church for their just continued support, Mission Church. We appreciate my family appreciates you very very much, and uh, especially at this time. It's good to be with you. It's good to be with you.